Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Theater 5 presents Divorce American Style. Sorry, but I'm not buying this time around, Benny. No, I just wasn't impressed with the new fall line. It's not chic. <laughs> well, sure, it's just my impression, and I could be wrong. But it's not for our customers here at Willard's. I'll be very glad to look at your spring line when it's ready for a showing. Yeah, let me know. Good enough, Benny. Goodbye. Yes? I have another call for you, Mrs. Kellogg. It's Mr. Kellogg. Oh, put it through. Myrna? Yes, Bill? I'd like to drop over tonight. What for? We'll see if we can't start on the job of getting our stuff divided. Has your lawyer informed you about the house? Yes, he said you wanted it. Well, as long as that's clear. Well, I put as much money into it as you did. You can buy me out, no problem. But uh, the rest of the stuff... All right, what time do you want to come over? How's eight? Well, you know I eat dinner at eight. Well, that's a fine time to feed a kid. Raymond eats at six, and he's in bed by eight. When do you spend any time with him? Now, Bill, did you call me up to start an argument? I'm very busy. I've got people waiting to see me. Now, if you want to come over to the house tonight, it'll have to be at nine. Okay. I'll be there at nine. See you. Busy, Myrna? Oh, I'm never too busy for the boss. Come in, Louie. Mario Bianca's in town, and he's giving a showing of his new fall line tonight at the Mayflower. Oh, I thought he wasn't showing until tomorrow night. Well, this is a special showing just for us. Can you be there at nine? Uh, no, not tonight. Why not? This is... Oh, I've got a date with my husband at nine. Well, put it off. Without you, there's no point in the showing. Louis, I'm filing for divorce, remember? There are personal matters that Bill and I have to thrash out. Oh, this is going to be tough. What'll I tell Bianco? He's gone to a lot of expense. Oh, that's his problem. I'll be there tomorrow night as per our original schedule. Well, okay, I guess. Louis... I'd much rather be at the showing, believe me. But this has to be done. It's not going to be any fun. Oh, uh, by the way, Myrna, some of the office crew is planning a pre-divorce party for you. A pre-divorce? Yeah, just in the office. We'll have a few drinks and... <laughs> a pre-divorce party? Louie, a divorce is a painful thing. I... I didn't know people actually celebrated it even before it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's wild, all right. Real wild. Well, this shouldn't take too long. I hope not. I have an early appointment. Now, let's see... Where do we start? Uh, mark everything down in your notebook. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, we've got four oil paintings all together. They're all of about equal value. I'll take two. Two? Yeah, supposing I take the seascape and the rondini. The seascape? Well, you take them off the wall over the mantelpiece, and will you tell me what I'm going to put there? 
Anything you want. Well, it's just like you to say that. Myrna, we agreed to divide these things as fairly as we could. How are we going to do it if we start fussing over every little item? A rondini is not a little item. It didn't cost any more than the seascape, or, or that's still life. Can I buy them from you? I'll, I'll give you exactly what you paid for them. They're worth a lot more now. Now, look, Bill, I'm not asking for alimony. Remember that. You couldn't get it if you did. I could really put you on the rack, and you know it. I could quit my job. I could make you pay through the nose. Quit it, and I'll be glad to. Oh, that's just what you'd like me to do, isn't it? That's just what you've needled me to do for years. Just needled and needled I and needled. I haven't needled you at all. We could never have lived on your income and insurance salesman's income. <laughs> it's been income. a good income, and now that I've been offered the job of vice president in charge of group insurance, it's going to be better. A $3,000 a year increase. Big deal. It is to me. And what do you have to do to get it? Move to another town. A thousand miles from here. That's where the company wants me to go. And you had the nerve to ask me to give up Willard and follow you. Well, that was the end, the, the real end. You're my wife. I expected you to give up Willard's ten years ago when we were married. You expected me to be a slave, a housewife, depending on your generosity for, for pin money every week. We'd have been partners like any other normal married couple. And do you think we'd own a house like this if we depended on your income alone? No, but we'd own a house. Maybe we wouldn't own a Rondini, but we'd have been a lot happier. Maybe you would. I'd be miserable. Okay, let's get on with the job. You can have the Rondini and the seascape. I don't want anything from you. Myrna, why all this hate? Why can't we work this thing out amicably? Because you irritate me. Every time you open your mouth, you irritate me. Well, we're never going to get anywhere this way. Now, how about this album? Oh, I don't remember this picture. What picture? This one right here. Oh, you snapped that picture yourself on the beach in Bermuda six years ago. Uh, that's... Uh... Selma Jurgens and her husband, Oh, George. yeah, yeah, I remember. We stayed at their house. Nice guy, George. <laughs> I remember this one at the Blue Elephant. Where? Right here. We were, <laughs> we were celebrating your birthday. That was the second year we were married, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little high, remember? <laughs> I remember that only too well. Yeah, and you... <laughs> <laughs> and you got a crying check, huh? <laughs> All I remember is that I just wanted to die. Yeah, and I, I had to undress you and put you to bed. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed up most of the night fixing your coffee and putting cold towels on your forehead. You were very sweet. We had a lot of fun that night anyway. Yeah. Uh, didn't we uh, start off at the Royal? Uh, well, we had dinner there, yeah. Uh -huh. And the manager brought out a birthday cake with, with pink candles and a pink <laughs> doll carved out of ice cream. Well, I just thought you'd like it. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so romantic. But it didn't last. Yeah. Well, how could it? You became an iceberg. Because you became a beggar. Oh, come on. You came to me like a pauper, asking for alms instead of 
taking me like a man and asserting yourself. I never begged. Oh, you I did. asked. I tried to be considerate. I wanted to understand you. You were considerate because you were afraid. And you blame me for becoming an iceberg. Well, you made me an iceberg. I didn't like it. Myrna. I'm a woman. A hundred percent woman. You are a buyer for Willard's and you've never been anything else. You were a, a, a thing. Dressed in a woman's clothes, going to business and bringing that business home with you. You were a buyer for Willard. You were never a wife. And you were never a husband. You were an insurance rate book, a computer, a calculating oh, machine. I want to see Raymond. A double indemnity I computing machine. I want to see Raymond. Well, Raymond's in bed asleep. I want to see him anyway. Bill, please. I'm awake, Mommy. The noise woke me up. <laughs> talking so loud, Mommy, it woke me up. Well, Bill, I hope you're satisfied. Now I'll never get him back to sleep. Hiya, Raymond. Hiya, Daddy. Hey, which hand? Bill, don't you dare give him candy this time of night. Come on, Ray, which hand? Daddy, why don't you come back home to live? Why don't... I miss you, Daddy. Why don't you and Mommy make up? That's enough, Raymond. When kids have a quarrel, they make up after. Did you hear what I said, Raymond? All the kids at school are beginning to make fun of me. They say you ran away. Well, you tell them to mind their own business. Just because I don't live at home doesn't mean I ran away. Your, your mommy and I are getting a divorce, and you see... But can't you get a divorce and still live at home? Uh, no. No, you can't. It, it's against the law. When, when, when people are divorced, they just go separate ways. Why? Well, because that, that's what divorce means. I don't like divorce. I think it's awful. Oh, it doesn't mean we won't see each other anymore. It just means I won't see you as often. But I won't have you to myself like the other kids have their dads. Well, not all the time, no. I hate it, Daddy. Uh, Raymond, I think you'd better say goodnight to Daddy now and go to bed. Uh, yeah, yeah, up to bed with you, young fella. Let's go. Come on. Daddy? Here. Here's your candy. Uh, don't touch it until tomorrow. Will I see you tomorrow, Daddy? Uh, no, no, I... I... I don't think so. Not tomorrow. Uh, now, now, get going. Come on, it's late. G uh, give me a kiss. Uh, be, be a good boy, huh? Good night. Night, Daddy. Night, Mommy. Good night, Raymond. <sighs> He's taking it pretty hard. What do you expect? You know something, Myrna? What? Uh, th th this... This is only a suggestion, so don't flare up. Well, but, what is it? Well, what what would you say to reconsidering all this? What? Yeah. My lawyer has the divorce papers all drawn up. He's filing them on Friday. Well, that that gives us a couple of days. Uh, think think about it, will you? What do you say? Well, Bill... I, I think it's worth it. Well, all right. I'll, I'll sleep on it for, for what good it'll do. I'll... I'll sleep on it. Oh, 
<laughs> Plenty to drink there, Eloise. Help yourself. That's it, Winters, my boy. Live a little. Yeah. How's it going, Werner? Freshen up your drink? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> you know, I still can't get over it. A pre-divorce party, imagine. <laughs> it's all for you, beautiful. After all, you don't get divorced every day. <laughs> no, but it's kind of wild. <laughs> uh, are you getting the house, Werner? I'm buying Bill out, yeah. Are you out of your mind? Well, Bill paid for half of it. That's beside the point. Get with it, Myrna. Normally, you're a good businesswoman, now, but... Now, Louie, I hate being called that. I'm just a woman. Yeah, and a lot of women, too. But to go soft about practical things, that doesn't do any good. L Louis, I'm not sure I'm going to file. What? Well, my son's pretty broken up about the divorce. He, uh, misses his father. Well, you've got to expect that. Matter of fact, he's heartbroken. Ah, he'll get over it. Kids are pretty resilient. They can bounce back like a rubber ball. I've got to think of my own future, too. Yes, <laughs> and Willard's. Oh, of course, and Willard's. Well, now, how about another drink? Uh, Miss Vice President? What? Miss Vice you, President? You uh, never know about these little things. No. No, you never do, do you? <laughs> well, well, yes, <laughs> I'll have another drink, Louie. Thank you. All right, coming right up. Miss Vice President. Yes, Jane, she agreed to sleep on it. And it's, it's Raymond, and she's thinking it over. Oh, that's a good sign. Excuse me. Mr. Kellogg's office. I'll see if he's in, Mr. Robinson. It's Marvin Robinson of Western Liability. Well, tell him I'll call him back. He's tied up at the moment, Mr. Robinson. He'll call you back. Thank you. So, I don't know what her decision's going to be. If she decides to file after all. Well, I know how you feel about Raymond. You think he's going to die of a broken heart because you're not around all the time. He won't. I know, Bill, because I've been divorced. What? I had three kids, yeah. They were all heartbroken when the break came, but well, they soon got over it. Now they see their father often. In fact, it's, it's always a big event when they go to visit him. You make it all sound very routine, Jane. No, no, it isn't routine, but... Well, it isn't quite as tragic as you imagine. I love my son. He's very dear to me. You don't stop loving him because you're divorced from his mother. He won't stop loving you. But I won't be there when he needs me. Oh, yes, you will. No, not like a real father. If he needs you badly enough, you'll be there, Bill. And besides, isn't it better for him to grow up where there's love than where there's hate? I don't know. Get Myrna on the phone for me, will you? Sure, Bill. Myrna Kellogg, please. Mr. Kellogg. Mrs. Kellogg? Mr. Kellogg calling. Myrna? Myrna, I've given our problem a lot of thought. Now, now, wait a minute. Don't give me your decision over the phone. I want to see you. 
Yeah, will you meet me at the Midtown, say, at 7? Okay, I'll see you then. I was lucky to get our old table. Why, of all places, did you have to select the Midtown? We spent a lot of happy hours here. What do you want, Bill? We agreed to sleep on it. I've slept on it. So have I. And I'm going to file. There's no other way. There's got to be another way. There isn't. Myrna, I... I can't believe that you hate me that much. I don't hate you at all. Then why can't there be another solution? There's a lot at stake here, Myrna. Raymond's happiness. Well, children get over this sort of thing. Yes, I know, but... A wound's been inflicted. It may only bleed for a little while and then heal, but the scar remains. Oh, don't get melodramatic. Thousands of youngsters have been children of divorce, and they've grown up to be decent, well-adjusted citizens. But the scar still remained. Myrna. Myrna, I know that we've been divorced emotionally for years. But now a, a real divorce, well, Myrna, that's a lot different. We're going to hurt Raymond. I, I don't care how many children of divorce there have been. Our divorce affects my son. That's the difference. He's my son, too. Bill, what are you suggesting? Well, maybe... Maybe what? If I turn down the vice president's job I've been offered and stay here and continue as we were... Will you drop your plans to file for divorce? But, Bill, that job means a lot to you. It makes you a top executive in your firm. I've lived without it. No, because as long as I live, you'll accuse me of ruining your one big chance. I'll never mention it again. Okay, how about my job at Willard's? That's strictly your business. Well... All right. I won't file. Thanks, Myrna. That... Let's drink to us. Okay. Happy days. Happy days. Now, <sighs> <sighs> uh, waiter. Uh, wait, wait, waiter. Uh, another martini and a Manhattan, please. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm really quite relieved. So am I. And uh, I'm happy. You know, I couldn't live without Willard's. Yeah, good, good for Willard's, for keeping you alive. That sounds like sarcasm. Well, yes, sir. Good old Willard's. Well, at least there's a little life and action there. And a head buyer who knows how to make up her own mind. Well, anyway, she doesn't beg and bumble and ask for favors. And they all write a song, The Iceberg with the Fringe on Top. What do you expect when she's married to an insurance rate book? A man who wheedles and pleads and doesn't know how to assert himself. What do you want, a caveman with a club? No, but why don't you assert yourself once No man can assert himself
Theater 5 has presented Divorce American Style, written by Nick Cosentino, produced and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, George Petrie, Vicki Vola, Evelyn Juster, and Albert Oppenheimer. Audio engineers Marty Folia and Neil Pulse. Sound technician Ed Blaney. Script editor Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastatsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.